Hello, everyone. This is Jay Dobbins, your host on the Marvel DC Universe Fan Club. We're now at episode 230, and I'll be doing my review on Bloodshot, starring Vin Diesel. So, spoiler alert, if you have not seen Bloodshot, I strongly suggest you do not listen to this episode. You've been warned. So, the movie um, is based off of the Bloodshot comic books. Uh, created by uh, Don Perlin, Bob Layton, and Kevin Van Hook. So, but anyway, so uh, the movie takes place after leading a successful rescue operation in uh, Mombasa, U.S. Marine uh, Ray Garrison and his wife Gina travel to a, uh, travel for a holiday at an Italian beachside town. However, he and Gina are kidnapped by a group of mercenaries led by Martin Axe, who demands to know the source of the uh, Mombasa hostage operation. Since Ray is not, uh, you know, since Ray is not provide uh, to this information, Axe kills Gina and Ray. Ray is later resurrected by Rising uh, Spirit Tech. Uh, RST for shorts, a company that specializes in developing cybernetic enhancements for disabled uh, U.S. military personnel. The company's CEO, Dr. Emil uh, Harding, tells Ray that he is the first successful candidate that they uh, have resurrected using a special nanite technology. Ray is also introduced to Dr. Harding's other patients, including former U.S. Marine diver Katie, KT for short, whom um, he strikes a romantic friendship with, and former soldiers Jimmy Dalton and Marcus Tibbs, whom he gets on poorly with. So uh, after, exp- after experiencing flashbacks of Gina and Axe, Ray escapes uh, Raising Spirit's uh, Raising Spirit Laboratory in Kuala Lumpur uh, and pursues Axe, seeking to avenge, sorry, seeking to avenge Gina's death. Uh, using the nanites to slice into computer database um, databases, Ray tracks down Axe to Budapest. After trapping his convoy in a tunnel, Ray kills Axe bodyguards before executing the mercenary. He is later recovered by Katie, Dalton, and Tibbs, who bring him back to Raising Spirit for reprogramming. In truth, Harding created false memories of Gina's death as part of a plot to eliminate rivals in Raising Spirit. After his mercenaries are wiped and reprogrammed, sorry, after all, sorry, after his memories are wiped and reprogrammed, Ray is sent to kill Nick. Um, Barris in East, East Sussex, remembering him to be Gina's killer. Though Ray manages to kill uh, Barris and his bodyguards, Barris has forced uh, computer programmer uh, Wilford Wiggins uh, to build a EMP bomb, which is ignited after Barris's death. Uh, incapacitating Ray and severing communications with Raising Spirit. After resurrecting Ray, 
Wiggins reveals that Raging Spirit planted false memories to turn him into a killing machine. Ray also discovers Gina is alive, but had left him five years ago, and has started a family in uh, Westminster, uh, Westminster. Growing delusion, growing disillusioned with Hardy's exploration, sorry, exploitation of Ray, Katie uh, seeks um, Wiggins' help in taking him down. Meanwhile, Ray is uh, recaptured by Dalton and Gibbs following a pursuit. Sorry, not not Gibbs, Tibbs, sorry. Um, he is brought back to Raising Spirits Laboratory for reprogramming, but escapes with the help of Katie and Wiggins, who sabotage the reprogramming process in Raising Spirits computers. Breaking free, uh, Ray fights Dalton and Tibbs on top of, of an elevator. Dalton willingly lets Tibbs fall to his death, and Dalton continues to fight Ray until Ray punches uh, him down an elevator shaft, killing him. Uh, let's see. Ray confronts Harding, who manages to drain the nanites, but is killed uh, when the second grenade he shoots at Ray is dismantled by the nanites and dropped directly at his feet. Ray is later rebuilt by Wiggins and Katie, and the three leave. Uh, the three leave in search of a new life. So, I'm going to say this movie did not exceed expectations. Uh, it was poorly written. Um, the special effects were good, no doubt. Um, I think they picked the right guy. They might have picked the right guy for, you know, Ray Garrison's uh, bloodshot. However, you know, there was no trademark. His chest glowed, and he didn't have the gray skin like he would in the comics. And there were no Easter eggs, and there were no post-credit scenes. Hell, there were no, there weren't even after credits for this. So yeah, this is supposed to be Valiant's uh, Valiant Comics' first movie, or the at least the first Valiant Valiant character. They bought life, and right now, you know, they're trying to do a Valiant cinematic universe, you know, which right now is a bad start after seeing this movie. You know, the movie gets a, I'll give it a seven out of ten, is is mainly because of uh, Ethan Gonzalez. You know, she's very hot, very agile. You know, I like the way she fights in the movie. So, thought that was pretty hot. But anyway, um, the direction, I, I couldn't tell what direction they were trying to go. You know, of course, you know, Bloodshot did, you know, get some, I guess, like the original Bloodshot did get some, um, some, uh, I guess, false memories planted in, the, in him in the comics. But I think they just took bits and pieces out of each comic, you know, out of each comic. So that's what it sounds like. But, um, you know, they were talking about doing a sequel, but I really don't see how they would be able to do that since Bloodshot did not get the gray skin out. Well, actually, he did get the gray skin, but only for like a few seconds. 
So in the trailer, we're thinking, okay, he's going to, you know, get his gray skin and it'll be permanent. But it turns out that wasn't the case. So as far as the sequel goes, I don't see how how Vin Diesel's character will play out in the sequel unless the, unless the reprogramming by Wiggins doesn't work and he gets his gray skin, you know, due to side effects. I don't know. But best thing I can best thing I can think of for them as far as another bloodshot movie is not do Ray, you know just reboot it you know not even put forget about Ray Garrison's bloodshot add a new bloodshot like uh, Angelo Martel you know he would he would be perfect you know and um, just in those who don't know about the Angelo Martel um, uh, dead shot. I'll give you a little quick, um, I'll give you some quick info about it, him. So um turns out he was like, Mar- uh, like um, in the Bloodshot Volume 2 comics, uh, Mario Matali has been subjected against uh, his will to a scientific experiment that has remade him into the ultimate killing machine, an engine of destruction, codenamed Bloodshot, of course. But in the process, his memories were lost. So there were no false memories for him, I guess. His uh, creators, you know, mean to use him, you know, meant to use him as a weapon, an unstoppable assassin. But he breaks free and escapes. In this uh, rendition, you know, the writer, um, Len Kaminsky, um, elaborates on Bloodshot's nanotechnology. So the nanites turn out to be like sentient beings that see him as their god and provoke him to self-induce a trans-like state using a mixture of substances in order to communicate with with him directly. Deadly operatives of the secret, uh, sorry, super secret government agency that sponsored that sponsored his creation, hunt him down, following a broken tale of fragmentary uh, recollections. So Bloodshot fights a running battle against them. You know, uh, the mo- you know the mob and the police, of course. But uh, turns out Mario Mont- Mario Montali was a was a contract killer pretty much who worked for a mob boss who was in a you know he worked for a mob boss whose daughter was in a relationship with Matali. the mob boss found out that Matali was cheating on his uh was cheating on the mob boss's daughter and the mob boss you know got pissed off and you know killed him i mean turns out that's how another uh, that's how the another version of that character was, you know. But yeah, I think that was like in special. I think that was like in um, that might have been in volume two, but or it must have been in a different comic. I'm not really sure, but I know that's how it all started. But Mario Matali was a contract killer. So, but I honestly, I think that. Instead of putting in Vin Diesel's character for the sequel, they should just reboot it 
and focus on the Angela Mortali bloodshot. So I would say they probably should just start from scratch with that one. Um, they probably might give it a different name, like Bloodshot, and then something, something, you know. So instead of just Bloodshot, you know, it could be something else. But I really don't know. You know, it could be he could be blood. You know, it could be. Uh, dang, I'm trying to think. You know, base it. I, I think they should just base it off one of the graphic novels. You know. But uh, yeah, focus more on Mario. Sorry, not Mario. Focus more on Angelo Martali's Bloodshot instead of Ray Garrison. Just complete that chapter of Ray Garrison. That's, I think they should just do that. Or if they bring back the character, if they bring back Ray Garrison's character, they should. He should have. They should you know give him his trademark, which is the which, which is the light gray skin, and you know black red eyes, and the red circle on his chest. That way, you'll have a perfect bloodshot, and that bloodshot will be true to the comics. So far, this bloodshot hasn't been true to the comics. You know, Sony, oh my god, like, it's like Sony doesn't know what they're doing when it comes to superhero movies. I mean, that's the reason why, you know, the, the bloodshot, I mean, like, the Spider-Man movies made a lot of money, but at the same time, it didn't make a it didn't hit the billion dollar mark until Marvel Studios was involved. But, you know, I think that, you know, unfortunately, Sony has rights to Bloodshot, but Paramount has rights to other, all the other Valiant characters. So, say if they wanted to do another, like, say Paramount wants to do a Valiant, like, say they, say they can, they, they have the rights to do a Ninjak movie, they have the rights to do an EXO movie, however... They don't have the rights for Bloodshot, but they can allow Bloodshot to cross over. Sony could probably allow Bloodshot to cross over to Paramount's, you know, Ninjaka XO films. You know, and they could probably do like, uh, you know, like Unity, you know, something like that. You know, some type of group affiliation. Or you know, hard corpse or something like that. I don't know, but they could probably, you know, Sony could probably have Bloodshot cross over to the Paramount Valiant films. You know, however, I think that Sony should give the blood, you know, the rights to Bloodshot to Paramount because Paramount will probably do a, a lot better. You know, so the writing was poorly done. Uh, you know, the bloodshot wasn't true to the comics. You know, he didn't have the. Tra it wasn't true to the comics. It didn't have the. It didn't have the trademark. You know, it was just Vin Diesel. You know, you didn't see a natural bloodshot. You know, and that was a huge problem for me. And now, and that's what made the movie a disappointment, right there. Now there was some good. There was some you know good parts in there. Like, you know, like the first fighting scene, um, the little chase between bloodshot. Tibbs and, uh, and what's that guy's name? Uh, I forgot that other guy's name. The one that Sam Hugan played. Uh, trying to think. Um, it was Tibbs and I think it was 
forgot it already. <laughs> you know, I just lost my dog on train of thought. But um trying to think. Oh, Dalton. That's his name. The chase between Dalton, Tibbs, and Bloodshot. That was interesting. And there was there was like at least one unique twist where you thought Gina was dead, but it turns out she was alive the whole time. So yeah. Uh but yeah, no Easter eggs, no post credits, no nothing. Nothing nothing to set up the sequel or upcoming Valiant movies, you know? That's what really pissed me off. So, did not exceed expectations. And on top of that, um, the movie only made $25.6 million in the box office worldwide with a production budget of $45 million. So, didn't even make half. It, it, made, it didn't even make $100 million worldwide, you know? So, yeah. The, like I said, the movie was had some interesting parts in it, but it just didn't have a whole lot. It's like they just cram thing. It's like they just cram junk in there. They just, oh, yeah, we just write it like this, and then somebody just approved it. I don't know who approved that script. They, that script should have been rewritten, but Sony, Sony needs to stick to Spider-Man. You know, like, they need to stick to the Spider-Man franchise. And the Spider-Verse, the Venom-Verse, anything Spider-Man related, they need to stick to that. Because any other superhero movies ain't going to do well under Sony. So that's just my opinion. But, uh, yeah, like I said, they should, you know, just either have Vin Diesel with his trademark or just reboot the entire Bloodshot universe. Reboot it entirely and focus on Mario Matali's Bloodshot and just scrap Ray Garrison, you know, Ray Garrison. But that's just my opinion, so. But, um, yeah. I can't, I mean, I, I really don't have anything, uh, I don't have a lot, you know, good things to say about this film. So, poorly done. And Sony, y'all need to do better than that, so. But anyway, that concludes this review. Feel free to visit us like us on Facebook. We're available on iTunes, Google Play Music app, Spotify, and of course, YouTube.